Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, April 24th, 2018. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Cisgender Jared. <laughs> this is Ian. If you want to join in on our conversation, you can go to facebook.com slash profanearg, post your thoughts or a link that you'd like us to take a look. This week on the podcast, I want to talk about uh, some information on Focus on the Family and the fact that they're now a church. Oh, and Trump's continued disaster within his cabinet. Everything's fine. What are you talking yeah. about? Everything's, <laughs> Everything's great. Well-oiled machine. Yeah. Uh, but first, some follow-ups. Uh, I talked about on the Secular Coalition for America, uh, secular.org. They had a March Madness of the Worst State Bill in America. Their conclusion, HB 1787 from New Hampshire legislation that would allow healthcare workers and institutions to refuse to provide medical care to patients if doing so conflicted with their religious beliefs. That's pretty bad. Is that called the yeah. Kim Davis bill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh so that's their winner and along with that New Hampshire, I just huh? read a yeah. yeah, New Hampshire. Huh. I don't know if that was the info. Like, if you if you had the exact same bill in Georgia, would you think that wasn't quite as bad? <laughs> <laughs> well, now, did More these expected? bills pass or they were just proposed? The worst bill proposed or the worst one that passed? Good question. Because if this I passed, don't remember. Like, I can imagine this being put up in New Hampshire, but a passing? Seems odd. Yeah, I, I'm also skeptical that these are. I feel like this is a failed bill. In the quick amount of time uh, that I spent here looking, I don't. I don't have any details, but I also believe that it was uh, bills that were put up, not necessarily passed. Oh, there's got to be some super crazies down south. <laughs> I'm sure. I guess, I mean, not only is it super dangerous, but I don't like how how vague conflicting with my religious beliefs can be. I mean, right. you can just slap anything down and claim it, and you don't have to, like, for the most part, you know, there there's no there's no way to, and there's no requirement to, you know, prove it in any way. Mm, just say it. Yeah. yeah I, I can't do that. Why? Mm, my book says, gotta kill all the gays. Does it? <laughs> That's the thing, too. And well, you my, can vary my on interpretation it. Like, of it. Like, if you do it once, you better be fucking consistent on it. Or, you know, you can't be wishy-washy and be like, ah, today I'm just gonna let it slide. Go ahead, I'll fix you up. <laughs> I'm having a bad day today. Nope, you gotta go. I don't know. I think if you have to, if you're going to cite a religious text as a, a reasoning for your being an asshole that you need to follow all the religious text has to say. No right. two types of, of clothing at the same time. No shellfish. Like, any of that. Rock Badger is right out. This is like going to a psychiatrist who's also a Scientologist. <laughs> <laughs> he has no clients, but he can't figure out why. Because yeah. it conflicts with his religious beliefs. Uh, so I was going to mention there was a uh, another article that I'll put up. It wasn't on our list, but uh, there were two women that uh, live in Michigan, in Detroit. They uh, they just recently adopted a uh, a baby, and while the baby is six days old, they go into a doctor's office to get the the j just get a normal checkup for their six day old baby, and they sit in the waiting room for an extraordinary amount of time and then eventually they get called into an office and the nurse starts talking to them and they're like okay you know this is great but it, you know when's the doctor coming in and she's like oh i'm your doctor today and she's like excuse me 
And the nurse comes back with, well, the doctor, she, she prayed about it for a long mm-hmm. time while you were sitting in the, in the waiting room, <laughs> but then determined that she just couldn't, uh, she couldn't in, in, you know, fair conscience, look at, at your baby, examine your baby because of your lifestyle. Wow. <laughs> and because it's clearly the baby's fault, right? <laughs> right. The baby's right. totally guilty in this situation. Right. And uh, they looked, they looked it up and tried to get a lawyer. And yeah, as it turns out in Michigan, perfectly legal. Mm. Wow. How is that legal? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, apparently in a lot of states it is. Because the baby's not, not a, a lesbian? But the... <laughs> Right. <laughs> but she would, uh, I don't know, she would have to interact with them. I don't know. Who knows? Religious beliefs, again. That is unbelievable that that, uh, first of all, I don't know how you don't kick over the desk as soon as they say the doctor was praying. Be like, what? No, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, time to go. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy one of those atheist necklaces that you guys wear. Because I want to see how many places like turn me down for shit. You know, nobody knows. Well, they all think I'm a good Jew. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, most of the places that where uh, most of the people that I interact, they have no idea what it is. Like, no, what's the Alabama. A for? Do you, mm. do you, uh, are you a fan <laughs> of Alabama? I'm like, uh, no, no. no. <laughs> and by the way, do you look at? Do you listen to sports? Do you look at their symbols? This doesn't look like that A. It's completely different. Yeah. Uh. Uh, we have new neighbors up the street. I'm, and I'm looking at the truck. I'm like, oh, big A, big red A. I'm like, wait a second, that A's a little <laughs> different. <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> you guys just Alabama fans. We're not opposed <laughs> to them, I suppose, but no. <laughs> not what I thought. Oh, well. Another follow-up that I wanted to hit, uh, we talked about uh, crisis pregnancy centers before, and then mm-hmm. we did a little bit of a follow-up specifically about uh, John Oliver's show doing a, a segment on crisis pregnancy centers as well. I think it's more like but- John Oliver did a follow-up on our segment, to be honest right. with you. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing that we both missed, because I I didn't see about it before, that uh, Huffington Post has, has done an article on, that these crisis pregnancy centers, they're going to high schools and they're saying, hey, we can do sex education for you. And uh, high schools are letting them in. Oh. Are they doing it for free? Is that why? Probably. Uh, nothing in the article says they're doing it for free. Hmm. Because there's anything I've learned in the past couple of weeks is that every high school is crumbling and leaking. And <laughs> right. Don't doubt that at all. That is Thank you. Fucking oh, what is going on with this country? <laughs> the, the religious fundamentalists have the playbook. They they figured out that um, the big splashy things don't work. You got to do the, the quiet, secretive, secretive things. And so far, it's working. Damn so it. apparently, in Georgia. New York, Kentucky, Ohio, Texas, and Missouri, at least, there are CPCs that are giving public school children misinformation. Basically, it's all abstinence-only talk. They uh, they go against the contraceptives. They say the condoms basically don't work 60% of the time. <laughs> that whole that whole line of thinking. Well, there's a, a mother was interviewed on the, in this story, and she says that her daughter was taught that birth control doesn't work. That if she had sex before marriage, she would regret it for the rest of her life and would no longer have the same value to a future spouse. No one would want her. But did the, did wow. the daughter – that's my question about this. Are kids harder to trick these days because of the internet and how connected they all are? Like I can imagine I like- you know, 30 years ago this happening. Like it would be harder because you're – you don't have access to information like you do now. Well, but like if, like, if they that- came in and said you know, condoms only work 60% of the time, I have to assume – 
at least 25% of these kids have used condoms already. Sure. You know, and they're like, did you get anybody pregnant? I didn't get anybody pregnant. Let's look this up on the internet. You know, like, I'm just trying to figure, is it, it's like, are they doing this? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really, really grouchy, but. <laughs> well, okay. They also uh, did a little uh, exercise. All of the, all the kids in school, might have been just the girls, were given a an individually wrapped piece of candy, told to suck on it, and then put it back in the wrapper. Then she collected all the pieces of candy and asked who wanted one meaning the spit-out candy, and likening the spit-out candy to a girl who has had sex with multiple partners. If you think that's gross, imagine it's someone's vagina, quipped the instructor. So it's sexual repression of girls specifically. Yeah, slut-shaming, basically. Yeah, slut-shaming. I have to know what age group that they're dealing with with this. <laughs> high school. Like, I, high school. I, I mean, even, if I, even pr- prior to the internet, if someone told me this in high school, I'd be like, what? What, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> well, Sure, the, the factual inaccuracies are one thing. Yes, that stuff you can look up on the internet, but slut-shaming is a whole other thing. No, I, I, mean, I get it, but slut-shaming <laughs> has been something that's been going on for a long time. Very true. Like, I yeah. can't imagine me and my friends after that going into a room going, you know what, that's right, I don't want that disgusting piece of candy either. You know, I'd be like, <laughs> uh, the disgusting piece of candy is who I'm going to call later. <laughs> Ooh, piece of candy. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's, so these people are professional liars. They uh, yeah. try to lie and deceive people to get them to go into there instead of having abortions. They're now trying to work their ways into schools and are succeeding to influence kids above and beyond, you know, what, what public school education is actually meant to do. Right. Well, I'm thinking that some of the public school institutions are okay with the message, and some of them would be horrified if they had the time and the energy and the inclination to listen in. So it, it's probably a little of both. I don't know. When you have a speaker, normally, uh, in my mind, I picture a large assembly, and there's always teachers about. Like, none of them object to the things that are being said there? Oh, I took this as if this was like a class that you went to, and these people just teach that class. Oh, possibly. Uh, Yeah, my brain went to assembly as well. No, they don't usually do sex education in assembly. It's just too fraught with peril. (laughs) Mm. Keep it into a smaller, with the, all the lights turned on situation, I think. <laughs> Do they follow this up with the class where you have a mandatory hour of Sinclair broadcasting as well? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not that we know of. Uh, another follow-up I wanted to hit, uh, Ken Ham, his <laughs> answers in Genesis, uh, they have had to change their hiring requirements because they can't find enough uh, workers who believe in uh, basically the answers in Genesis, <laughs> the idea that uh, evolution is false, that the Earth is only six thousand years old, et cetera, et cetera. Apparently, they they're they're running low on that level of Christian and uh, have altered their their application. They have altered it so that if you say no to one of their quest to just one or two of their questions, they will not just discount you completely. They're starting to to uh, look a little further. And in the in this article, this is from Hemant Mata, the uh, friendly atheist. He has a copy of uh, the statement of faith that they have to fill out. It asks if you're 16 years old. So, hey, that, that's good. Uh, are you legally <laughs> eligible to work? Have you trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Have you thoroughly read and reviewed our statement of faith? Are you actively involved in a Bible-believing church? Do you agree that the Bible is literal inspired and inerrant word of God, and you agree 100% with our statement of faith. Oh, so wow. Is there a copy of the statement? 
Yes, there is. Uh, I believe there is. Yes. Which Ooh, how many? Is- how many no's? How many no's can I check before I'm disqualified? <laughs> oh man, there's a lot of stuff on this thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a few pages. Wow. It goes. It evolution, I believe, is men- mentioned. Well, maybe not evolution specifically, but the idea that God created everything, all the creatures. It hmm. it's pretty long. The days in Genesis do not correspond to geological ages but are six consecutive 24-hour days of... Oh, okay, this is confusing. What is the Noachian flood? And I didn't know that the verb form of Noah was Noachian. (laughs) (laughs) What is the gap theory? Gap theory is that anything you can't explain must be due to God, basically. Or there's more to it than that. That's the basic function of it. I was a little confused by that third question. Have you trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? That seems a weird question. Yeah, normally the the word is accepted. Have you accepted Jesus Christ? Not trusted. (laughs) Not sure what the distinction is there. It's an odd distinction, yeah. How do you trusted somebody? (laughs) All the things are sketchy, and to to the point where you have to agree that the Bible is 100% literal (laughs) word of God. I mean, that would take me back to to Ray's previous point of, Mr. Ham, are you sure you're 100% on that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever eaten at a Red Lobster? I bet you have. You're going to hell. Did you make your wife's daddy prove that she was a a virgin? If not, it's time for killing. I love how they're going to have to start dipping into like the local stoners to start working at this place. (laughs) You know, the guys who couldn't get hired at the convenience store. They're like, you can work in a gift shop, buddy. Somebody who doesn't truly believe in what they're doing, but yet still thinks that they can put up with the BS to work there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there are people that are not that desperate that wouldn't just say, yes, 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 fine, yes. All right, fine. <laughs> I'll keep my mouth shut while I'm there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> in all seriousness, just for a fucking goof, if I lived in that area, I would totally try to get a job there. I would lie on all those questions just <laughs> to see what it was like for one day. <laughs> <laughs> You'd go corrupt and... Good Christian girls. <laughs> no, I just want to see what kind of in- insanity is going on there. Like what they talk yeah, about. Just make sure on break. You read that. Just make sure you read that statement of faith first, because if it's got some sort of liability clause in oh, there, yeah. being overlooked. Oh. Good point. Be careful. Otherwise, I support you. <laughs> and you know it's for minimum wage. You know he's not paying more than minimum for any of these jobs. Oh, I'm not doing this right. job for life. I, like I said, for yeah. a 24 hour period. <laughs> sure. Wow. All right. The next thing that I have, this will be quick. Uh, I just wanted to mention it. Uh, Navy official, they put up a in Okinawa, Japan, a missing man table. Basically, it's a it's kind of a memoriam to POW MIA that they put up in the Naval Hospital in Okinawa, which, OK, that's great. But one of the items that is on the table is a Bible, hmm. which that that. That's a little weird. The Military Religious Freedom Foundation's founder and president, um, Mikey Weinstein, <laughs> went to uh, he he went to the rear admiral who was in charge who had put this up and said, "Wait a minute, why is there a Bible here? That doesn't represent all POWMIA. Can we remove the Bible?" And he came back and said, uh, "the the rear admiral did." came back and said, well, look, there's nine things on the table. The Bible's just one of them. It's not there to promote religion. That's not. (laughs) You know, it's the only religious item on the table. (laughs) Right. Then make it a Quran, then. Just make it it any other holy book but that one. A Star of David. 
Yeah. Mikey Weinstein. Wonder where yep. what his religion is. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I'm, I know what his ancestry would come back as. <laughs> yeah. Ashkenazi. <laughs> yep. Which I'd never heard of before. But anyway, sorry. Me either. So, <laughs> so the Military Religious Freedom Foundation came back and they said, we reject entirely and effusively condemn the embarrassingly imbecilic decision <laughs> of Rear Admiral Perrigan. Mm. So, wow, that called him out pretty, pretty quick. Basically called him an imbecile. <laughs> the Christian Bible stands out like a tarantula on a wedding cake. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, again, it's just another argument of what cross Bible? Wait, that's not religious. It it, <laughs> it just shows strength and unity. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. By the way, did they take a picture of this table with a flip phone from two thousand and one? It's a <laughs> horrible, horrible picture. <laughs> what is it? Potato quality? Yeah. Yeah. Potato quality. <laughs> that's two eighty p. So anyway. Just thought, I thought that was amusing. Uh, moving on to state news. Arizona, the House in, uh, in Arizona, the House of Representatives have passed a bill requiring women who seek abortions to say why. They what? have to, uh, when you go to get an abortion, you have to fill out paperwork. And part of the paperwork now asks why you're getting the abortion. Uh, and they have, I can't find it right now, but they have, whether it was from rape or incest, if you just don't want a child at this time, if the abortion is due to fetal or maternal health, if you're having relationship issues, whatever the, the reason is, they they want it listed on the piece of paper. Can your it reason be say- none of your fucking business? <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I want to? Is that good enough? <laughs> Actually, I hope all the women start writing down, because I'm an evil bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Can they get turned oh. down for any reason that they write? It doesn't say that. It says that they are required to to state a reason. It doesn't say that there's any qualifier that if you don't state the right reason that you're not going to get the uh, the abortion. <sighs> what's the so What's the what, angle? What do they? <laughs> I was going to say that's what I was going to say. What What do they hope to gain? Is this just one more level, one more attempt to guilt them out of it? Yes, that's that's what like I mean. make them write it down and say why because that'll give them a chance to reflect and. Hopefully, realize that that's not not a valid reason, and and there's also undo com- there. Yeah, there's mm. another component to this too, though. They don't have to identify, disclose their identity on the questionnaire, but they have to provide their race, ethnicity, age, educational background, marital status, and the number of prior pregnancies and prior abortions. What? So it's not just why; it's demographic information as well. And, and that sounds an awful lot like the census. Well, gathering information about. To, to prove a theorem, yeah. you know, that, that it's it's poor black women that get abortions or whatever mm. their preconceived notion is. So the, st- right. the state representative, uh, Republican state representative, Eddie Farnsworth, said it was about getting information. Mm. But when they questioned the Democrat representative, Daniel Hernandez, Daniel Hernandez suggested that they add questions asking women whether they lacked access to affordable health care and had access to comprehensive sexual education. Uh, mm. Farnsworth, the Republican, shut that idea down because sex education is not a health care issue. Having <laughs> access to contraception is not a health care issue. What? Really? What is it then? Wow. <laughs> Holy crap. Sliding in the stupid. The, yeah. the Planned Parenthood 
advocates, uh, the executive director came back and said, this is specifically about making abortion experience as shaming and degradating as possible for people to discourage them from following through with it. That's that's what it's all about. And I, I think that's yep. absolutely the case. Wow. I put a plea out to these women. I know it's probably a trying experience to go and get an abortion in the first place. You're probably not going to want to make jokes. But if you can <laughs> put offering to Satan down for the reason, oh, boy. <laughs> you would make Jared happy. Yeah. That would be blood for the blood guy. I promise an interview on the profane argument. <laughs> but we need pictures. Uh, wow. Uh, meanwhile, over in Oregon, there's a guy who hasn't paid taxes since 1999 on the grounds that his money would be used to support abortions, which he op- opposes. So, so why isn't he in jail? <laughs> yeah, why isn't he in jail? That's a really good question. I saw a question. video on this guy, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah. No, no, it's not this guy. I'm sorry. It was a different <laughs> guy not paying taxes. for. <laughs> so this guy says he's Christian and he's opposed to abortions. Therefore, I'm not going to give the government any money because the government pays for abortions. Now, just so we're perfectly clear, that's not true. Yep. The federal money does not go to fund abortions unless in some cases where saving the woman's life is the issue, then uh, federal dollars can be used. But otherwise, it's not used to fund abortions. So he specifically doesn't have an argument, and yet he Mm. still is not filing taxes. He has gone so far as to he has his employer write him a check. And he takes the check to the bank and just cashes it, and he keeps his bank account at a low amount, thinking that he's fooling the IRS into thinking <laughs> he doesn't have any money. As though the IRS doesn't get a statement from his employer stating how much he makes. <laughs> also, they just check the cash level. Yeah. Right. Well, I can tell you this. This article's not going to help him. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're out now, buddy. Well, yeah. The Oregon Department of Revenue had been take had begun taking money directly from his bank account, and that's that's why he cashes his checks and just keeps a minimum amount in there. <laughs> why isn't he in jail? Well, I don't know. I, I'm curious. I'm wondering if it's just because I mean I I know that he has I mean they they've levied his all of his bank accounts. They're they're trying to get money from him, but apparently he's mm-hmm. just doing everything he can to. I don't know. I mean why why couldn't you? Uh, I forget what the term is, but where the government comes in and takes the money straight from your employer. Yeah, that they would be to the garnishment. Yeah, they did it to me. Well, and yeah. kind of, they do. Wage I mean, garnishment. Right? That's it. And, well, really, they do. They, you pay federal taxes out of your paycheck. He's already paying federal taxes. He's just not filing his taxes. Well, we're also assuming that his employer is on the up and up. Like, how do we know True. he's not getting written just a personal check with nothing, you know? But they wouldn't know about him. But, oh, they can know. find you. Yeah. <laughs> Take it from well, me. Obama thought I could live $111 a week. <laughs> I'm curious if it's more of a situation where it's not that much money, so they're not going to put that much effort into it. They're going to put a level of effort into it, you know, commensurate. Like, maybe he's making less than 30000 now from his employer, and they're just like, look, it's just not. Yeah, he's, he's not, not worth it. To he's not Snipes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, I mean, if he's not making a lot of money, he's probably, if he filed his taxes, he'd probably get money back. Yeah, this is probably true. Oh, yeah, that, and that happened to me as well. When they owed me money, they didn't come bother me about that. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, when I owed them two grand from something from 10 years ago, they're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be needing that now. Yeah. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> 
All right. That is all that I have as far as state news. The next thing that I have is, well, it's kind of a three-part story. So the Trump administration has, well, okay, before the Trump administration, I think it was back during the Bush administration, they had developed a group to help stop the spread of AIDS in Africa. I don't have the name of PEDFAR. P-E-P-F-A-R. The State Department, they, they gave, they dedicated some money to stop the spread of AIDS in Africa. And that's that's been ongoing since it has happened. I think Obama tried to expand it a little bit, but it's been, it's, it was started by a Republican. It's to just stop a disease. However... I mean, were they doing things like distributing condoms and education, things like that? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So some of that money now... Is going to be headed to focus on the family. They have received a grant under the President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief. That's what it stands for, PEPFAR. They've received a grant from that money specifically to use their No Apologies Tour to increase abstinence only education in Africa. Between October 2017 and September. Uh, 2018, they have begun implementing their abstinence-only teaching in African nations. Holy crap. According to this, South Africa, 19% of the population, 7.1 million people have AIDS. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh. Wow. That's not an epidemic anymore. That's a pandemic. Holy it's... crap. Well, I think it's still isolated to the one continent as far as those numbers are well, concerned. S- South Africa, specifically. Okay, sure. The country, right. I'm guessing, but... Wow. Yeah. So it was actually, yeah, 2003, this organization was started, but the Trump organization now thinks, the Trump administration thinks that it is good to start using that money to stop uh, funding condoms and actual sexual education and just go for abstinence only because that's worked in the past. Yeah. The idiocy just astonishes me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I imagine that this actually has very little to do with Trump. I imagine Trump is a big fan of condoms. <laughs> well, he doesn't use them himself, so. Well, <laughs> Yuck. I'm pretty sure that this is a uh, a Pence thing. Yeah. Or it certainly b- sounds like a Pence thing. Or, you know, the, the pastor that comes and preaches to them. So, focus on the family. That's the group they're giving this money to. They just recently filed and were approved. They're, they're now registered as a church. What? The IRS mm-hmm. gave them the okay. Oh, tax exemption. They have complete tax exemption now. Uh, they do not have to disclose where all their money comes from. Mm. Who so decided? They... Who decides this? IRS. What well, is there? Somebody? But did Trump put some shithead in charge of that? Probably. Oh man. <laughs> so churches, uh, they can raise tax deductible contributions more easily. Uh, they are required to disclose essentially nothing about who or what supplies them with their funds. Yeah, so Focus on the Family is now a church. And a lot of questions, they are, to give the IRS, you know, a little bit of of, uh, clarity here, they did ask a whole bunch of questions. They're like, really? Who are your ministers? Like, where do you worship? Where's your house of worship? But for every question, they came back with, what do you mean house of worship? The Quakers don't have a house of worship. Mm. Uh, What do you mean we have to gather on Sundays? Uh, The... uh, the Seventh-day Adventists, they don't worship on Sundays. So for every single thing that they came back with, wait a minute, don't you have to do this as a church? You have to do... They came up with examples of other organizations that are skirting the rules, and they skirted 
every single one of them. Yeah. Well, what so constitutes being a be. church then? Yeah, exactly. That's the question. Yeah. Like, can uh, we now be a church? This podcast. <laughs> with with this as a precedent, I, I don't see why not. <laughs> we meet for two hours every Tuesday evening. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> And it, uh, it says that their 600 employees are both their ministers and their congregation. Clever. <laughs> I still am baffled as to how this passed. Yeah. Like, there's, isn't there one person like, no, this is, come on, this is complete horseshit. Like, um, it's just. Right, I guess. And how could you not recognize, I see where they're going with this. You know, okay, these people don't do this. These people skirt this rule. These people. This. But there's no one person who skirts all of the rules. Yeah. Right. Just because every organization skirts one rule doesn't mean one organization gets to skirt all of the rules and also but I, I, I mean, the, and the thing is is that so someone sat there at the irs and is like they got around every question i guess they're a church we got to do it right like not one person goes oh, well they're clearly just bullshitting and it's obviously they're not a church like so basically we could become a church we could skirt all those questions too couldn't we Yes. It seems yeah. likely. Um, if Let's we, do if it. We Let's start getting that, <laughs> that untaxed <laughs> well, we would, donation money. <laughs> we would have to wait till they abolish the Johnson Amendment. Otherwise, we have to stop talking about Trump. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> because we, in order to do that, you have to be a nonprofit, and we're not registered as a nonprofit, which is how we well, can talk about politics and, and talk about Trump all we want. Yeah, how, how is Focus on the Family going to get around that little bit? Well, the, the IRS doesn't actually go after anybody for that. That's true. So I'm thinking we'd be okay. <laughs> Well, Focus on the Family could argue that they are not endorsing any single person running. They are just talking about the subject matter, the different political issues. There you go. Is, That's our way around it. Yeah. If only we made money, we could save money. <laughs> I say we strike while the iron's hot, Karen. <laughs> it's not like it's going to cost us anything, right? Yeah. And along with that, on the same on the same news topic, really, uh, the Department of Health and Human Services has announced Friday the availability of grants through the Teen Pregnancy Prevention Program, uh, which was created under President Obama to fund to fund organizations working to reduce teen pregnancy rates. However, these grants are specifically geared toward abstinence-only education. because <laughs> they work so well. It's 1992 all over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the grants Man. will total up to uh, upwards of $61 million in funds, ranging from 200000 to $500,000 per year for these abstinence-only education groups. Stunning. So go. let's go back to the guy in, uh, what was it, Washington or Oregon, whoever. I, I don't want my money going to this, so I'm just going to stop paying taxes. <laughs> there you go. This remind, Remember when Trump was – they were asking about the opioid epidemic and what his plans were? And this is when he was president, and he's like, oh, we got great stuff coming. He's like, we're going to do TV commercials <laughs> and some other, like, billboards and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, like, they could answer the question, like, do you want to do drugs? You could say no. Like, just say no. Right. Yeah, that sounds good. Just say no. <laughs> and we're going to send addicts to jail. That'll help. Yeah. No problem. <sighs> oh, that reminds me. Ian, I got to talk to you about something later. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh oh. It's drug related. <laughs> okay. I will do my best to supply you with whatever information or help. Oh you no, need. I just want your opinion on something. I don't need. To. Okay. <laughs> Unless it comes up in the show because it's it's politician related. <laughs> so that's all that I have on that. Everything else that I have is current Trump administration stuff. 
So if you hate listening about Trump, um, I'll just throw in there, hey, give us a good review on iTunes. Okay, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Or if this is the part that you just skipped directly to, welcome to the show. Uh, so I wanted to start with Pompeo. Uh, Pompeo received the, his initial okay from the Senate, uh, not the full Senate, but the the board the subcommittee. Yeah, the, the subcommittee. Uh, it was a, it was really close. A lot of people were not sure that he was going to be approved by the subcommittee. But then in came Sen- Senator Rand Paul, who's, who changed his mind and said, "No, I'm okay with him now." Why does Rand Paul do this theater every fucking time a vote comes up? Yeah, every single time. There's an article on The Nation that goes into it and gives several examples. Yeah, he sounds like we talk to him. He's like, oh, I don't like this. I'm against what Trump is doing. But then mm-hmm. as soon as it comes to the two of vote, no, he's completely behind him every single time. Yeah, they always have a private conversation. And then he, he goes back to being an actual Republican, which is what he is. He's not a fucking libertarian. <laughs> right. No, he's not. He caves every time. I don't know. I don't know why he caves. Probably pragmatic reasons because he knows he can't be reelected if he doesn't. But if you if you're if you're gonna just cave, then don't talk. Don't don't try the big talk. Yeah, Nobody don't do this like, anymore. I don't even know why Trump would even bother talking to him. Like they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, he's not gonna vote. He always votes. Yeah, okay, Rand, will you do it? Okay, you convince me, Mister Trump. <laughs> yeah, he's I a bitch. Rand Paul ego. is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he gets extra special attention if he attack if he if he. Um, talks like this. Yeah, you're right. It is. No one's just... talking about him otherwise. <laughs> right. Yeah. Otherwise, he's, he's just a sad little man. Remember when he's... Rand Paul got kicked off the big boy uh, debate stage and had to go do the little boy debate stage because <laughs> he wasn't doing so well? Yep. And his hair is stupid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so even during okay. the uh, during the approval, I don't know what I forget what it is the the, the committee the the foreign relations committee. Yeah. Rand Paul asked him about uh, Trump's attacking Syria. Do you think that it's constitutional? Does the president have constitutional authority to to bomb Assad's forces? And Pompeo said, in summary, I don't think that it's disputed by Republicans or Democrats that the president has authority to do this. And Paul came back and said, actually, it's disputed by the founding fathers. Gave part of Madison, what Madison wrote, very specifically saying that they didn't want the executive the executive office is prone to go to war so we don't want that in their hands it needs to be with the legislative office and so he's arguing with them and and correcting everything that pompeo says and then signs off on it and he, he's free to, to go ahead right yeah th- th- where did that when did that start i mean was it, it was previous to obama wasn't it that the executive branch was given some freedom to wage mini wars well, there's been there's always been the idea that the executive office can do military actions. They can take mm. military actions as long as those actions are in a, a very, you know, quote unquote, narrow, a, a scope. narrow scope. Yeah. But that narrow scope got expanded greatly after 9-11. Mm. And th- there's really nothing at this point. That the president can't do. He can't declare war, but he can bomb mm. people and start wars. They because, just won't be I mean, called wars, right? Right. Yeah. It seems like the executive branch should have the freedom to, in very short notice, protect the direct protect the United States. But I'm sorry, even though you know the Syrian army deserved to be bombed to hell, it did not impact the United States at all. No. So why was it at allowed? least not directly? Not directly. We were under no threat from the Syrian army. <laughs> well, so while 
You could even make an argument that there was no chance that that was going to lead to war. And you could easily make that argument because before we sent the missiles over, we told Russia exactly what we were doing and when we Mm -hmm. were doing it. They had days to prepare to get all of their airplanes out of the way, to get all of their chemical weapons out from those storage units, to get Mm -hmm. to just evacuate all their people. There were no casualties. They destroyed five buildings. They pounded the fuck out of them for for nothing. Mission accomplished. Right. (laughs) So we spent millions of dollars bombing empty buildings. Yeah. But they're nice new smart missiles, you know. (laughs) The real shiny and long. (laughs) It was also a joint effort. It was, yeah. which is a little confusing, but yeah. But it was just for show. Like, we specifically told the Russians where we were going to attack. The Russians informed Syria. Syria moved all their important stuff out, and then we sent the missiles in. Well, I guess they're making a big deal about this because they're afraid that he might actually do some serious shit one time without getting any approval. Sure. You yeah. Know. yeah, you can push the envelope, push it further next time, yeah. And with all the guys he surrounded him with, it's looking like that's more yeah. likely to happen than ever. Especially with today. Did you hear him today on Iran? Oh, yeah. Ooh. That's worrisome. Yeah. We're bombing Iran soon. I, <laughs> it's going to happen within the next month. <sighs> well, since, we're talk- since you brought up Iran, I mean, it wasn't Trump that worried me the most. It was what Bolton said a couple of days ago. Dress- uh, I don't know what the crowd was he was addressing, but he basically said that we – what was the, the statement he ended it on? We will be standing in Tehran by the end of 2019? Mm-hmm. Was that like, a couple days ago he said that, or was that uh, just something he said like at a thing like a year ago or something? I saw that same thing, but I saw it a couple days ago. Yeah, this Maybe was definitely. Was. I mean, I I don't. I, I guess I'm not sure. I don't have it in front of me. But point being that he's for invading Iran. Oh yeah, he's been talking about it for years. Yeah. But did you hear what Trump said today when they I'm not asked sure. him? About, they asked him about the you know because he's all day he's been talking about ripping up the Iran deal. Horrible deal. Mm -hmm. Worst deal I've ever seen. Never read it, though. And one of the reporters said, well, you know, if you rip that deal up, they can start working on nuclear weapons the next day. Right. right? And he said, uh, oh, if they do, oh, they're going to get I'm going to get them. He's like, they will get they will see the worst thing that's ever happened to them ever. I will bring it to them, you know, kind of talk like, you know, like a fucking 12 year old does. And I was like, oh, Jesus, man. (laughs) Like, <laughs> like we are going to well, we're going to military action, not war. <laughs> yeah, not war. <laughs> yeah, it seems more and more likely. Good job, Republicans. <laughs> uh, so one thing I wanted to mention uh, back on Pompeo, real quick. He was specifically asked by Senator Booker about uh, LGBT rights, and he Pompeo said, "When I was a politician, I had a a view whether it was appropriate for two same-sex persons to marry, and I stand by that view." So he wouldn't come out and say that he was against same-sex marriage, but he pretty much did. Right. Booker pressed him quite a bit and event- eventually getting down to, do you believe gay sex is a perversion? Yes or no? And his response was, my respect for every individual, regardless of sexual orientation, is the same. Again, that, not answering That's all he question. would say. Yeah. Well, I find it disturbing that he does believe that. I, I don't see how it's relevant to... Secretary of State. Because he makes policy decisions that affect people. A lot of them. Right. I, but I, I just I don't see where how gay marriage and, and same sex marriage and that would be coming up in his purview. I mean it's horrible no. and you're he should he, there's another there's a number of reasons why he shouldn't be Secretary of State. I'm just curious why they were pressing him on that particular issue. 
because he can bring people like the focus on family into the into the conversation and encourage other nations to to talk to them and use them i all of these organizations that we hate and despise and and set us backwards you know decades he, they're in his back pocket or he's in their back pocket yeah but maybe i'm just confused confused on what the secretary of state does i thought they were kind of like our diplomat to the world yeah he can say things like North Korea, you know, it, it would be a, a big positive for you and, and our peace negotia- negotiations if you let uh, the focus on family come in and, and talk to your school children. It's part of what he does. He br- they bring in outside organizations. Oh, okay. It's not just yeah. military to military. Part of the reason I bring it up is because it's just another example of how the Trump administration is bringing in the exact same guy for every mm. single role. They're, they're, they're all anti-LGBT they're all anti-marijuana, maybe not all, but mostly. They're they're all pro-Christian, anti-Islam. They're just it's it's a carbon copy of the exact same. Yeah, they just cannot put in one normal person. Maybe Nikki Haley. She's yeah. I think she's probably the closest. Yeah, she might be the most normal. But she was a tea partier, wasn't she? Yeah, she was riding she's, that wave. Se- yeah, seems absolutely. seems tame now. <laughs> tea <party. laughs> She is a Tea Party fundamentalist Christian, but she's not a crazy Tea Party fundamentalist Christian. <laughs> that makes it any better. And she has her own voice. She pushes back, so that helps. Wow. Yeah, I can't think of one person besides her that, like, there's just not one glaring thing about them. You're like, oh, God, you know? Yeah. Well, what, what about uh, Ronnie Jackson, Rear Admiral, that uh, that gave... <laughs> this uh, poor son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he, gave, he gave Trump the, the thumbs up, perfect health... Could live to be two hundred years old. <laughs> that got if him the job. Be better, yeah, it or at least got him the nomination. Two hundred thirty-nine pounds of pure blubber. <laughs> I, I mean, to to get up and to specifically lie to the American people. He lied about height and weight. I mean, mm. of things that you're going to lie about. Sure, you're going to give him the thumbs up and say that he's healthy. All right, fine. You don't want the quote unquote. You don't want the American people to worry about the president. Okay, fine. But his height and weight. You're going to lie about well, that. You can't. He can't <laughs> be obese. That's not acceptable. It's not acceptable to Trump, and it just means that there's a doctor, that a rear admiral, who is mm. willing to just lie to the American people. There's so many things about the Ronnie Jackson thing I just don't understand. Mm. Like, and, and, and not just not just the lying on that part. But the ass kissing part too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, he's got great genes. He's got super genes. This guy lived to two hundred. Like, is this job that he's in that fucking great? The White House doctor? That's got to be a pretty cushy job, right? But but yeah. if he lost the job, I mean, he's a rear admiral. He was he was he was Obama's personal physician. He was Trump's personal physician for a little bit. Assuming in this scenario he gets fired for not kissing enough mm-hmm. ass, right? <laughs> You're telling yeah. me he's not going to make money somewhere else doing something else? Well, now I don't know, because now he's being accused of being drunk on the job. Well, that that was my second part. Right. Like, why would he accept this thing to be the secretary of, uh, or the Department of VA Affairs? Oh, yeah. that Maybe it was what? a surprise to him, too. <laughs> but he could have said no. He'd be like, I'm just a doctor. Like, I I'm don't know qualified. how to. Like, how much more does it pay? What's on this guy's mind? And if any of this shit's true, he had to know it was going to come up. Sure. He provided people with pills, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Well, right. what, they're, they're saying he was Allegedly. drunk on the job, right? Yeah. <laughs> that he was abusive to the employees. And I'm just like, I just, I cannot figure this guy out. Yeah. Well, apparently I mean, he was just handing out Ambien like candy. And they call him the Candyman. 
The people that work for him call him the Candyman. <laughs> and then Trump told him to leave today. Yeah. <laughs> well, he said it might be. It might, this might not work out. Yeah. Well, it wasn't he's even like, that though. He's he like, was, he was saying that, well, you know, this confirm, confirmation process, it's really grueling, and it's its hard on anyone, and I don't want to subject him to that. So it it's wasn't... Like, if it were me, I'd walk. Yeah. <laughs> like, you nominated the fucking guy. But it, it speaks to the lack of, of roster he has available to put in these positions. I, if he's picking his personal physician, holy crap. I mean, is your roster that weak, or you just have no capability of looking outside? Well, you saw no, the picture no, of no, his cause... previous personal physician, right? I mean, well, true. But yeah, yeah, but here's the thing, though they they just need to put a person in there that will privatize the VA. That's what they want. True. And that's why they fired that Shulkin guy because he was like fighting it. So, I mean, I understand. You know, didn't Trump want his personal pilot to be head of the FAA? Right. Yeah. Right. So I can understand why Trump would go like, oh, well, you know, Ryan's a doctor, right? VA sounds right. You know, veteran affairs. Um, he, he and again, I could go back to going like, I don't understand why Admiral John Jackson decided to do it. But you're telling me if he doesn't take it, there's not some other asshole that'd be like, I'll totally try to privatize the VA for you. You right. know, and it's like it's fucking, yeah. you know, Papa John. <laughs> <laughs> Great businessman. He could run the VA, right? Sure, take somebody out of industry. Take some um, insurance company executive and stick him over there. That would be perfect. Yeah, or Newt Gingrich or any other cavalcade of assholes that have been around him. So I don't understand. Everything about this doesn't make any sense to me. The only thing I can think is is he he thinks that Ronnie is loyal, so he's trying to repay the loyalty. Only thing that makes any sense because he uh, he he obviously values loyal people, and he saw this guy as loyal because he stood up in front of all those press people and lied. So he's rewarding the loyalty. Right, but I still have to believe that there have to be hundreds of sycophants drooling at the mouth to get into this cabinet. Yeah. To do something and to do whatever he wants. But they're like, not there. He doesn't there's no FaceTime day to day though. Ronnie's got day to day FaceTime. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's just so odd. Right. I, I feel like there there just wouldn't be. So I guess now my confusion would be the I, I don't think there are that many people. Mm. That are willing to do this. How many people? I how many know. people are willing to supplicate themselves to that asshole? So, so far, at tons. this point, <laughs> I was going to say at this point it's got to be getting mm. thin. I don't know. I, I guess the my my now confusion is at at the beginning of of this story you were suggesting that why would Admiral Jackson even take this job. It couldn't be that appealing. And now you're telling me that this is a super appealing job. And how could there not be hundreds of people? <laughs> no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is that there's probably tons of people who want to get in good with Trump, who are also sure. also have no scruples in saying, mm. I don't really give a fuck about the veterans. If you want to privatize, I'll try to do that. Right. No, but doubt. I don't there, I don't understand why this Ron. guy would do it. Yeah. How much of a jump in pay is this job for him? What, how you know, much more work is it? It's got to be a it, shit ton right. more work. And he's not an administrator, mm. you know. Right, but how much? I, I would say maybe not. I, I I don't think it's a jump in legal pay. How much skimming can you do it at uh-huh. that level? Probably a ton. <laughs> but does he seem like the guy who would know that kind of shit? Uh, he could find. Uh, one, he could get one of. He could <laughs> get a get a bookmaker. <laughs> get one of get one of Trump's fixers, mob guys. Get one of get one of Cohen's number crunchers. I mean, again, I, yeah, you're. I mean, you're probably right. I mean, I don't know a lot about. It's the an guy. opportunity he, to steal a ton of money. Mm. He could be a total asshole, and, and she just didn't seem like the type. 
Oh, like, he is. Yeah. He's like a if, total asshole. Like if Trump had said, hey, I'm nominating Chris Christie, I'd be like, oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. Chris Christie. <laughs> Newt Gingrich. Can't be Rudy Giuliani because now he's on his legal team. But, oh you know, he's got a bunch of guys in reserve that he didn't do anything with. Yeah, but, but Chris Christie's too overweight, though. He's not nearly Well, you don't need to be looking. a doctor to have this job. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you have to look right. I mean, he wasn't going to hire Bolton because of his ugly-ass mustache, so. Right. This guy's a, a rear admiral. He used to be in a he's – a, he's a military man, so mm-hmm. why not have him in charge of the VA? And he's a doctor, so logically he's, he's a, Yeah, he's a, he's a doctor. He's a veteran. What better <laughs> choice can I come up with? Right, but we're – I mean, we're not thinking that this guy was actually making, like, military decisions. He was a medical guy. Right. Who got the rank of rear admiral. No, in, right. in Trump's narrow little mind, it makes perfect sense. He has the two things. He's got the medical background and he's got the military background. So he's Wait, perfect. so you think Trump was <laughs> thinking that Ronnie Jackson was, like, on the battleship making fucking decisions? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And performing operations? Yep. <laughs> and he's loyal. So he's got a guy. His, his guy is over at the VA, and he'll right, get it but under we know, control. But we know Chris Christie's loyal. We know Newt Gingrich. Put Sean Hannity in that job. Oh, hmm. Jesus. <laughs> sure, that I, that I can accept. But yeah, I mean, we've seen so many other things. Like, he he doesn't – right, qualifications are not job-related. Didn't he look at uh, – who was his – He was the, who was the, the pseudo-physician who was running against Trump for a couple minutes? Ben Carson. Carson. Ben Carson. He's like – Hey, Ben, you're a Republican. You're black. That means you know urban development, right? Hmm. Boom. There you go. Hood. Well, see, like, that's the thing I, is, I, I understand why Ben Carson would take that job. Right, right. And I understand why Trump would believe that he is qualified for that job. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Ben Carson, he spent time as a child in the projects. So right? obviously he's perfectly capable and he's black. So HUD makes perfect yeah. sense. <laughs> and or just Trump looked at him and was like, I'm not even qualified for the job I'm doing. But I'm president. <laughs> right. I think that, that Rear Admiral Jackson was like, yeah, he, Trump was like, thanks so much for what you've done with for me. You know, if you want to get in on this crazy cash grab, mm-hmm. here's your chance. You know, we're all getting stupid rich and, uh, you know, we're all burning it down mm-hmm. and there'll be nothing left. There'll be no evidence left when we're gone. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're we're going to take it all while the getting's good and we're going to get going. And, and he you, was like, yeah, I want a piece. And, and if you don't know how to start, go talk to our buddy Pruitt. He'll get, he'll get you started. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm starting to understand why you're having – okay. Because I just didn't think that he seemed like the type of guy He's an ass kisser. I, I, you know what it is? What's bothering me is that Obama kept him around for so long. If he was like that, why would Obama keep him around? I, good question. I get, You're right. I gave the guy – I thought he had some integrity. I was wrong. <laughs> he obviously was trying to get on it. Now, the story makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, because I believe most of the allegations about his uh, being uh, inebriated and handing out hospital candy, uh, I think most of that <laughs> occurred in, in uh, the Obama administration, and it was just kept quiet. Mm. Nobody, mm. nobody knew about it. I don't think this happened during the, you know, the Trump year and whatever year and a quarter. This is not a new behavior. Yeah. No, I don't. So, think I mean, as so. soon as Obama left, he's like, "Oh, it's party time!" Yeah, <laughs> in my office, out of the closet. <laughs> Woohoo! All right. So while we're on uh, different assholes, I don't know who's going to be the asshole of the week, but I wanted to talk a little <laughs> about Michael Cohen. We listened to a podcast, Trump Inc. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but it's basically going down all the facts. All of what's going on in the Trump administration, and it's it's actual reporters doing mm-hmm. the podcast. So they had an entire episode on Michael Cohen, and I learned quite a bit. So this guy got his 
law degree from Thomas M. Cooley Law School, <laughs> uh, which is now part of West Michigan University, but at the time it wasn't. <laughs> Sounds prestigious. Yeah, extremely. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure they sound like they sound even less legitimate than sponsor than phony sponsors of the. Uh, Click and Clack Car Talk Show. <laughs> like, clearly he got his law degree from Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Yes, he did. <laughs> so he went to work uh, for personal injury law in New York in 1992. Uh, ambulance chaser. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Working out of, uh, I don't have the guy's name in front of me, but... So they they went down the list of where he worked. So he worked as personal injury lawyer. He then worked out of uh, a, a basically a warehouse owned by Simon Garber, who is a I don't remember Russian, Ukrainian, yeah, one of the two. Like I I thought he was Russian, but I'm not sure. There's a whole bunch of links to the Ukraine as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Simon Garber made his money through the New York City medallions, the the taxicab taxi medallions, cabs. and that's oh, apparent- that's where the I, yeah I kept hearing about him in the taxicab medallions. Yeah, so apparently that is also where Cohen has made most of his money is through this medallion. Like, I mean, it's all shady. The whole medallion <laughs> thing is shady, and but, they lost uh, a lot of money because of Uber. Yeah, yeah, a ton. But every single person who has worked. Or who has worked with or above Cohen has been arrested. The guy who he initially was working for under in, as an injury lawyer, that guy was arrested. Uh, there were two lawyers that worked with him out of the, the Simon Garber's taxi business. Both of the p- other lawyers were arrested for various different uh, things, for uh, for finance issues, for assault, for... Uh, fraud. Mm. Fraud, yeah, for various sorts of things. But he... Has been unscathed. He has not only never been arrested, he's never been charged, he's never been involved directly. It's just everyone around him Mm. has been arrested for something. He's Saul Goodman. Yes, (laughs) exactly. He's Saul Goodman. (laughs) Except no heart of gold. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this guy is, is way more entertaining and amusing than I ever thought he was going to be. And I, and I just find it amusing the the fact that Sean Hannity got wrapped into this is is just amazing. <laughs> well, Sean Hannity, it turns out, has made a ton of money and uh, got a ton of loans, including from the HUD. A millionaire getting loans from HUD that sink in doing real estate deals. He uh, he's yeah. a slumlord to the multi, he's a multimillionaire slumlord. Hannity. Hannity. <laughs> You want to hear just something disturbing about Hannity? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was I was watching this video where they, this guy did a whole 20-minute thing on Hannity and the whole thing about the connection. And he kept saying, he's like, I hope that Fox News never fires him. Um, I just – because I want to see him squirm and try to defend Trump and Cohen and all this for the rest of his goddamn life. They're like, keep him on there. He's like, but take away 99% of his salary, mm-hmm. you know, but leave him on there. And then as he was doing this, a graphic just came up on the right-hand side of the guy's head that said 1% of Sean's current salary is $360,000 a year. <gasps> Let that sink in. Wow. Uh, uh. Do you want to kill yourself now? <laughs> no. <laughs> I want I want to I, I want to reflect on my life and see where all these missed opportunities occurred. <laughs> to be to be a Hannity or a Kellyanne Conway or and it, even Michael Cohen. I love the difference between like in the fantasy world when someone says fixer, mm. you get, you know, this image of 
you know, Kerry Washington on Scandal and her <laughs> team of like elite agents that that work with all the inside power players that do all this black ops stuff to get stuff done. And in reality, fixer means willing to pay women hush money. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is the most disturbing thing that short that Michael Cohen only has three clients and two thirds <laughs> of them were, are, are, are is all about paying off women. Right. That's it. Are you, are you sure it's not three thirds? <laughs> well, we don't know. We don't know. I'm just saying it doesn't look good for Sean. But it's true. Yeah, it could be little boys. It's true. You're right. Oh, oh. Hey, I wouldn't even say that. I I know certainly that he did not retain his services in any way. He just casually asked him some law related questions every now and again, and he threw him ten dollars so yeah. he could get so he could get client attorney privilege. But he's not a client. Wait. You're, He's, uh, you're, you're not his client, but you want client attorney privilege. Okay. <laughs> you do know I got to call Sean Hannity a fucking asshole to his face, right? Have I told no. that story on here? I don't believe so. <laughs> no. I never told that story? I don't think on this show. Oh, man. It's really quick. I was at a tennis match in uh, in New York one time with a couple of friends. Don't ask me how I got wrangled into this. I'm not a big tennis guy. <laughs> But uh, one of my friends leans over. He goes, yo, that's Sean Hannity sitting behind us, right? And I turn around and sure shit, it was Sean Hannity. I was like, oh, he's a dick. I don't like him, right? (laughs) So during one of the breaks of the match, we were uh, back at the the concession stand. and We were waiting in line. And my friend goes again. He's like, are you going to go ask Sean Hannity for his uh, autograph or anything like that? And I turn around. I go, no, he's a fucking asshole, right? And then my friend goes, yeah, he's standing right behind you. <laughs> I turn around, and he's looking right at me. He's like a foot away from me. And I was like, Man. No. <laughs> Stand by it. <laughs> Did you hear that, or do I need to repeat it? <laughs> I got my hot dog and my Pepsi, and I walked away. <laughs> So back to Cohen, the one thing that I wanted to mention, he was involved, heavily involved in trying to get the Trump Tower Moscow going. He was heavily involved in trying, I forget what it's called, but the Trump Tower that they were trying to build off the East Coast. They wanted Mm -hmm. to, to build this resort trump resort and then sandy happened and they all just kind of went hmm, never mind <laughs> oh it, yeah it was at, it was at at the beach somewhere in new jersey yeah or yeah off new york it was odd so he's he has when i mean if you're looking at the trump organization and the russian ties this guy's another one he's yeah. got so many ties to russia and more to the ukraine his wife is ukrainian his brother's wife is ukrainian he works with this guy simon garber um, it's just the one right after the other of links to you, the Ukraine and and Russia. And they got him nailed that he was in Prague, right? Yeah, during that one. Yeah, uh, did they? I didn't think they did. Well, I mean, he's got the passports that you know, <laughs> pictures well, and stuff like that. But well, well, I'm sure Manafort taught him the trick. You have more than one passport, so yeah. showing one passport is meaningless. <laughs> I, I thought they found they figured out that Trump told Comey that he was not in Moscow. Uh, you know, the whole P tape thing. But they have found the flight records that he was there. Oh yeah, yeah. Which also, keep in mind too. This is this is the most disturb. Well, not the most disturbing, but it is an interesting fact about Trump that even when Michael Cohen is going and negotiating these deals, and most of the money that Trump made post eighties was licensing his name on these buildings. He wasn't right. actually building them. Right. And uh, I saw a little video the other day. On the Young Turks, where they broke down, some somebody put an article out in one of those magazines about how much he was actually worth, and they're saying it's probably more like five million. Right, Trump? they did a, a large piece on that on uh, on the Daily Show. Is that a what, night or two I, ago? Oh, really? 
Yep, Trevor Noah was breaking it down about how, uh, you know, how he did his phone call pretending to be someone else. Oh, yeah, John Barron impersonation. <laughs> and, yeah, and he said, uh, you know, to, to the people at Forbes and gave them all this false information to make sure that, that Trump would be put on the, the list of moguls and then, you know, used the fact that he was on the list of moguls to increase the value of his brand and then, you know, you license his name to all these things when actually, you know, he was only worth five or six million dollars at the time mm. and, uh, you know, built from there. Like everything that he, not that we don't know this already, but another level <laughs> of everything that he campaigned on as, you know, as a American dream success story, as a self-made man and all those, all shockingly, 100% false. I'm oh, yes. I guess the, if my self-made man, he created his own image by pretending to be John Barrett and calling a bunch of people, then yeah, I guess. So yeah, I guess. They, they said that he lost a majority of his money in the 80s, that there was a point yeah. where he was, you know, he was wealthy. He wasn't like Jeff Bezos wealthy. but uh, well, He inherited a lot of money from his dad. So yes, he was wealthy. Right. But he also, right. you know, all those things went bankrupt that he did. Yep. And that's Correct. why in the 90s, he had to, you know, he got into the licensing business because he had, you know, he branded himself pretty well. And then it wasn't until that he started doing The Apprentice that the guys who I saw the interview with the producers of The Apprentice, they said it was embarrassingly how Trump's office looked when they went in there. It was like shit from like the 70s. Everything just looked run down. And um, they're like, oh, my God, well, we can't do this. So they like built him a whole new office and like the boardroom that they would go in. That was all fake. None of that was actually his. They created that for the show. <laughs> you mean his fake office doesn't have a fake secretary and a fake elevator operator that takes you down <laughs> when you get eliminated? I don't know. I never saw the show, so I, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, and then the guys were like, the, the producers were like, we might be responsible for him being president mm. because People started to believe that this shit was real, and the joke was that he wasn't. Wow! Like because because they were under the impression that everybody knew that Trump was broke. Yeah, I mean, no, he, he was. Yeah, they really sold that, and he always <laughs> sold that. Like they made a big deal about like some sort of phony rivalry with Merv Griffin back in the day, mm, and they yeah. they touted him as as the big winner and Merv as the big loser. And what happened though is that he, you know, licensing obviously doesn't get you as much money as you know buying and selling buildings and shit like that. He reneged on every loan in America and could yeah. not get a loan here. And that's why he had to go to the Russians. Right. And I, that's why he was employee of the month last month in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> For not instituting the sh the sanctions that Nikki Haley said we were going to do. Yeah. Now, some, some of his buildings I think he does own, but he probably is in debt up to his eyeballs to the, the German bank and other banks in, in, in Russia. So, yeah, his net worth is probably pretty minimal. That's why he won't release his taxes. One yep. of the many reasons. Yep. The facade. Will I'm even away. questioning if he owns Trump Tower. Like, I'd have to ch double check on that and see if he just doesn't oh, it's own super, that top floor. <laughs> well, it's super mortgage, so it doesn't make any difference whether he owns it or not. The bank owns it. He's just. They been can always move into Jared's six 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 Avenue, Sixth <laughs> Avenue one. <laughs> oh, which he got funding for, by the way. Curiously enough, they got out of their um, crazy debt hole that they were um, having issues with. I don't know where it came from. That well, was, luck. Yeah, that's strange. <laughs> like, oh, a miracle happened. Weird. Yeah, and he's the president. Yep. Yeah. Possibly. I won't even want to say possibly. I would say solidly the greatest con job that anybody's ever pulled. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I give him that. Yeah. There. Are, well, you know, it, it's not just that. There are just so many things 
that fell into place for him to make this happen. It's ridiculous. Mm. Like, you couldn't just eliminate one and be like, well, if this had happened, then he would have never been present. There were just so many things that helped him. And he is a marketing genius. I mean, he, he knows how to market himself. So he took advantage of every single thing. I mean, the whole Tea Party movement, understanding and identifying that a large population of the United States are bigots and no, playing I think on their fears. Way too much fucking credit. No, I think he just lucked into the fact that he was also a bigot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, All he right. got – they're saying that he got $2 billion worth of free advertising just because every news network was covering him constantly. Yeah, and it was always, can you believe what he said? Oh my God, did you see what he said? Let's play the they tape. They used Let's to play remember the when they would put, they would show the empty podium yeah. waiting for him to show up. Yep. Waiting for him to show up. That was yeah. the, the probably the angriest moment for me <laughs> in the run up to the election was Bernie Sanders was speaking mm. and they cut off from Bernie Sanders in order to show the empty podium where Trump will be speaking in a few minutes. Mm. That, I'm just like, you know, the other guy's running for president, too. I yeah. know this one's a buffoon and clown makeup, and he makes you laugh. But, but <laughs> can we take the other people seriously? No, no. Are we yet at the point where the, the, the Senate will do something about this? No. Are we close yet? Dude, no. you, did, Wait till after November, and I'll give you a better answer. Were you paying oh, but, attention when we were talking about Rand Paul? <laughs> but the thing is, though, if they did it now, they could get Paul Ryan in as president. If they wait. Until after the 2018 elections, who's going to be in if, if Pence doesn't survive? It's going to be the Speaker of the House. That'll be a Democrat. They can't no, wait I, until November. I still think that Pence is – that they are trying to keep him as far away – or or he's smart enough to stay as far away. They're definitely trying. Yeah. Th th sure. I, I don't know if he's going to survive his involvement with Flynn. That's the problem. I don't know. They played it up well. They played it up that Flynn lied to him. From the very beginning, they were doing that. Yeah, but if there's proof that, that that was not true and that he knew, he won't survive. And then a Democrat gets to be president. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting way too hopeful. <laughs> yeah, you, you're, you've gone yeah. off the rails. <laughs> also, it's, that's when I leave the country for a while because <laughs> it is going to be goddamn chaos here. It would be goddamn chaos, yeah. He's going to be impeached. He's, it, he has to be. This is ridiculous. So I don't remember her name, but the uh, just on Colbert, he had on – I can't think of her name at all uh, – Kamala something. Kamala Harris. That's mm. her name. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, he specifically said, because she's on the, the uh, intelligence committee, he was like, the House shut mm -hmm. down their, their investigation. You are on the Senate intelligence committee that's investigating. Can you tell me – that there is something that you know that you would like to tell us that you can't? And she immediately, her eyes lit up, and she's just like, yes! Mm. And he's, he goes, okay, but you can't tell us. Uh, can you tell us if it's juicy or not? And she's, and then she completely shut down and was like, I, all I can say is, we have to protect Mueller. Mm. We have to protect Mueller. Yeah, but Mitch McConnell just said, eh, we don't need to do that. Yeah. Oh. I don't think President Trump has said anything about firing him, as far as I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Cohen said something as well. He, he, I think Colbert asked him, asked him the same thing. Is there something that's not in the book that the public does not yet know about? And he said, I can't talk about it. And Colbert says, can you say if there was something? And he said, yes, there is something. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> so multiple sources. There's more. We haven't heard it it's all a yet. Trap. Yeah. 
My hopes keep getting dashed and dashed though. Every yeah, I'm day. telling you, it's a trap. Don't 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 buy into it. <laughs> that that statement from Mitch McConnell. First of all, mm-hmm. I, I the fact that the Senate works that way blows my mind. That who's ever in the majority, the one guy just gets to decide what comes up for vote and right. what doesn't. Yeah, that's crazy. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure, you should have a procedure that you just can't throw shit out random, you know, willy-nilly, but you should have, like, all right, I've got this thing. I have X number of signatures. We have to talk about it now. Right. Like, senatorial yeah. sin- signatures. Yeah, you get a percentage of the populace, and yes, you get you have to talk about it. Right. You don't have to talk but, at, you know about the crazy thing that, um, you know, crazy Senator Joe brings up every week, <laughs> but... You gotta you gotta talk about the things that there you know a number of people are interested what, in. What number are you guys thinking? I don't know, twenty percent. Oh come on! 40%? There's twenty percent of wackos on there. <laughs> they yep. have a system. He represents fifty plus percent of the Senate, and something comes up, and he goes, "Nope, we don't want to talk about that." Well, because that is the minority. The minority is not to be represented in a democracy. Yeah, but, and as we know from the past, M- Mitch McConnell just doesn't give a shit about the rule of law or the rule mm-hmm. of anything. No, when he's like, he doesn't. Oh, no, I'm not going to talk even decide, can vote on your Supreme Court justice guy. Right. Oh. Screw that shit. I have, yep. I have a feeling if the Democrats win the majority in the Senate, he's just going to be like, well, I'm still the leader. I'm not yeah. leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's no rule saying you can't be. <laughs> and there's no rule saying we can't have a donkey be the goddamn kicker. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right. On that note, I think I'm going to uh, see if the... Do we have anything else to discuss? Nine. Not me. <laughs> All right. Then I think that's going to be it for this week. Uh, if you like this podcast, you can support it by sharing it on social media or leave a review on iTunes. I hear that's important. Or you can leave a review on SoundCloud or Google Play, wherever you happen to listen. But iTunes is important. If you uh, want to contact us, you can do so on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash profanearg, or you can tweet to us at profanearg. Also, check out the soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-named-network.com, or also on Tumblr's. Uh, you can see all the different shows that are on there, including shows that have the co-hosts who are right here right now. Ian, myself, Jared are on other shows. You can check those out on soon to be named network.com. I want to thank everyone for listening. And until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night. And may your God go with you.